Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give this podcast a five-star rating, tell a couple of friends about it, and we'll keep this thing rolling. Breaking news. Breaking news to start the show today. Before I get to that breaking news, don't forget at the end of the show today, we're going back to the On Your Mark segment. Hashtag On Your Mark. You let me know what's going on if you have any questions, comments, concerns about the Jayhawks. And I get to it here on the podcast. So I got three coming up at the end of the show. If you think that one of your questions will be answered, you'll be able to get to that here at the end of the show today. I've got three questions for the On Your Mark segment. We're going to get to that at the end of the show. But like I said, breaking news. Here we go. Your Kansas Jayhawks won a road game. That's it. That's the breaking news. KU now ranked number nine in the nation. Yes, they slipped a little bit again. But they won their first road game in over a month. They win at Oklahoma on Saturday, 67-57. They were a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game end up winning by 10 points on the road at a top 25 team in Oklahoma. So that was actually a very impressive win for your Kansas Jayhawks. The last time they won a game on the road was at Oklahoma State. So they just like winning in Oklahoma. That's the bottom line. That's what I took away from that game on Saturday. KU just likes winning in Oklahoma. Of course, they won on the road at Oklahoma State. 90-66, that game was on January 16th. So, yeah, it had been a while since Kansas won a game on the road in conference. They go on the road and they get the win at Oklahoma 67-57 on Saturday. Before that, since the last time we talked last week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast, uh, Kansas had just lost to Texas Tech. And it was a big loss. It was it was a devastating loss on the road, 79-50. And some of you had been asking if Kansas would ever be able to win a road game again. That was one of the hashtag on your mark questions last week. And I said, don't worry about it. Don't just, you know, you go too far down the, the rabbit trail, the rabbit hole, and you're going to you're going to spiral out of control. You don't want to do that, especially if you're a Kansas fan because you lose four road games in conference and now all of a sudden Kansas is no good, Kansas stinks, Kansas can't do anything. You got to walk yourself back from the ledge. Even though you almost lost by 30 points at Texas Tech, you didn't have Kevin McCullough Jr. He was out with an injury. There was depth concerns with Kansas this year. They had only won one road game in conference up to that point in that game against Texas Tech. So when you lose by 30 on the road, yeah, it's concerning because you're losing by 30. But at the same time, you got to step back, think about who this Kansas team is, and then you go see what they did on the road at Oklahoma, a number 25-ranked Oklahoma team, and KU wins at 67-57. KU's had solid defense all year. Sometimes they get a three-point shooter that's going off. That's happened actually three or four times in conference play where they catch a player on another team that has not been hitting threes all year, and then that player just goes off and hits five or six three-pointers 
and Kansas ends up losing that game. So there's a little bit of bad luck involved with these losses on the road when they're playing a team that doesn't usually hit three-pointers and then they just all of a sudden catch fire. But they go on the road. They limit what Oklahoma does, especially they had one three-point shooter that had three threes on the day, and they were able to keep everybody else in check. Oklahoma 8 for 23 from behind the arc in that game. So overall, not a bad effort from Kansas defensively. That's something you would like to see from a Kansas team that typically has been pretty good defensively. And then you look at Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson goes out there with an All-American performance, 20 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists in a game that they desperately needed Hunter Dickinson to step up, especially with Kevin McCullough coming back from injury. It was his first start in a couple of games. You don't have a deep bench. We've talked about that all season. But you have Hunter Dickinson, 20.16 rebounds. You've got Johnny Furphy once again. Key piece now in the starting lineup. 15 points and 9 rebounds. Johnny Furphy nearly had a double-double in this one. Again, 15 points, 9 rebounds. Dewan Harris Jr., 11 points, 7 assists. Giving you some great minutes there. 37 minutes out of the 40 in the game. And then you had Kevin McCullough Jr. play 35 minutes in his first game back since the injury. 10 points, 8 rebounds for Kevin McCullough Jr. Rounding out the starting lineup, you had, of course, K.J. Adams, Nine points, four rebounds. That was a lower point total than uh, K.J. Adams has been giving us throughout the season. But nine points, four rebounds, and a 10-point win over Oklahoma on the road. That's solid. Then you had Nick Timberlake coming off the bench with 10 minutes. Uh, Didn't really do too much for the team. But then uh, Elmarco Jackson, Jamari McDowell, and Parker Brown all with four minutes apiece. So this was really just back to the starting five. This was back to what Bill Self wants to do and just play the starting five as many minutes as he can. And he let the starting five go at it. K.J. Adams, the only one that didn't play 35 minutes in this one. And Hunter Dickinson dominated this game. And whenever Hunter Dickinson can avoid foul trouble, that's going to be a good game for Hunter Dickinson. He comes out of this one absolutely dominant. 20.16 rebounds, and that's what you need from Hunter when everything has gone awry on the road throughout the season. Get the ball to him. Let him get in on some of those shots that's easy for him to get to right around the rim. He can hit it from outside, but his shot is right there. Give it to the lefty. Let him fake right, go left. I'm not sure why teams haven't figured that out about Hunter Dickinson yet, but he absolutely dominates down there right around the rim. And Johnny Furphy, just once again, I have to say, continuously, since he's gotten into the starting lineup, Furphy is a guy that you can rely on and count on. There's only been one game when he hasn't showed up and scored 10 points. Only one game where he hasn't hit a three-pointer. He's been averaging close to three three three-pointers a game since inserting into the starting lineup. Johnny Furphy, 15 points and nine rebounds on the road at Oklahoma He was phenomenal again for the Kansas Jayhawks. And that's what it's looking like going forward for the Jayhawks. You need Johnny Furphy to step up. You need Hunter Dickinson 
to play his game. And then as Kevin McCuller bounces back from the injury, he's going to get back to scoring 28 points a game, and you're going to be flying heading into March. That's my bold prediction right now. Of course, the next couple of games are going to be big. You've got ranked opponents. Uh, Texas uh, just fell out of the top 25, actually, so that will not be a ranked game for Kansas. But Kansas ranked number nine in the nation, going to be taking on Texas at home in Lawrence, Kansas, at Allen Fieldhouse this Saturday, 5 p.m. tip-off on ESPN. So that's going to be a big one for Kansas. Got to get a win there. And then on Tuesday, they're going to be at home again. Another, It's a back-to-back home games for Kansas. They're going to be hosting number 25, BYU, 7 o'clock, and that's going to be on ESPN. So back-to-back home games for KU after a couple of back-to-back road games. That's going to be good for Kansas. Get on a little bit of a winning streak here. You look at the standings in the Big 12 right now. Number two, Houston. That's right. Houston jumped up to number two ranking in the nation. And uh, they are 10-3 and three in conference, all standing alone at number one in the Big 12. 10-3, and three, that is Houston. Looking really solid. Just got a win over Iowa State on Big Monday. Iowa State ranked number six nationally. They are second in the Big 12 with a 9-4 and four record. Baylor ranked number 11 nationally. They are 8-4 and four in conference play. KU wraps up the uh, four spot there with an 8-5 and five record. They are ranked number nine nationally. You've got TCU, Texas Tech, both at 7-5. and five. Texas Tech ranked number 23 nationally. Of course, they're uh, the team that just smacked KU last weekend, uh, or last week, excuse me, uh, to the tune of a 30-point win there. BYU ranked number 25. So Big 12 has six ranked teams right now in the top 25. They've got a TCU team that's right there on the outside receiving votes. Texas just dropped out of the top five. Oklahoma's been in the top 25. So you have nine to 10 Big 12 teams that are right there, either in the top 25 or just outside of the top 25. That's how tough the Big 12 conference is right now. And this season, going back to the beginning of conference play, we knew that the Big 12 was going to be the toughest conference in college basketball. And it has continuously showed us that throughout the season. There is no easy win. Every road game is tough. As I've been saying, this is not just a Kansas-specific issue. This is a Big 12 issue. All the Big 12 teams are struggling on the road. So I know a lot of you guys are frustrated with Kansas, the way that they've been struggling on the road this year. But... Kansas is not the only Big 12 team struggling on the road in conference play. Far from it. So you've got Houston. I I mentioned this. Houston ranked number two nationally. Kansas beat them, of course, recently at home at Allen Fieldhouse. The last conference game of the season in March is going to be at Houston. So those are key games. Kansas won the first meeting 78-65 just a couple of weeks ago. And then they'll end the season at Houston on March 9th. That's going to be a 3 o'clock tip-off on ESPN. So there is still, despite KU struggling a little bit on the road in Big 12 play, they're still 8-5 and five in conference with time 
to make up to get to the top of the conference standings by season's end. They're going to need some help. Houston 10 and 3, KU 8 and 5, Iowa State 9 and 4. KU does not get Iowa State at home this year. That is an absolute travesty because KU lost at Iowa State. They don't get a chance to make up for that and beat them at Allen Fieldhouse with the new Big 12, the way that everything's lined up. You don't get to play every team twice like you had in seasons past. So Iowa State gets a little bit of a pass not having to play at Allen Fieldhouse this year. And Iowa State's schedule is one of the easier schedules remaining. I know I said that the Big 12 doesn't have any easy games, but you look at what Iowa State has. They have two home games in a row coming up. They're undefeated at home right now, so I'm not expecting them to lose against West Virginia or Oklahoma at home. They're on the road at UCF. UCF is one of the lower-end teams in the Big 12 in basketball this year. Their overall record is 13-11 and right now. Then you've got... Iowa State with BYU at home there in the middle before going on the road at Kansas State, who has been struggling mightily over the last month. I think they have one win in their last eight games, Kansas State. So, yeah, Iowa State is probably going to be favored, I would say, in every game down the stretch. Their last five conference games, Iowa State is going to be favored. So it's going to be a... Tough battle. It's going to be an uphill climb for the Jayhawks to get back into the number one seed, the number one position for the Big 12. But if anybody could do it, I could see Kansas doing it. I just think it's going to be tough. They've got a road game at Houston. Uh, Iowa State has a pretty easy schedule down the stretch. So just brace yourselves, Kansas fans, right now. It's looking like you're not going to win the regular season conference championship this year. I know you've won it 17 out of the last 20 years. I know it's something you've come to expect and hope for every year. But right now it's looking like this Kansas team isn't quite going to get it done. They've had some issues from depth-wise. They haven't had what they've had in the past. And Kevin McCullough Jr. has been hurt. It's been tough to keep guys in the rotation. Uh, playing up to that level. So just brace yourselves right now, KU fans, likely not winning the conference. And if you don't win the conference, that's okay. You're still getting into the dance. You're still going to be able to make some noise in March. And you just got to take this season in the regular season for what it is. Think about what you did in the non-conference. There is still time to have a memorable season despite – the struggles in conference play. KU beat Houston, who is now ranked number two in the nation. KU beat UConn, who is the unanimous number one team in the nation. Yeah, KU won that one 69-65 back on December 1st. So, there is, while you may have some doubts, take a step back, think about what Kansas has done in totality for this season, They've beat Kentucky. They've beat UConn, the number ranked team, the number one ranked team in the nation. They've beat Tennessee, a top ten team in the nation. They beat Houston, the number two ranked team in the nation. If you're just looking at those top two teams, beating UConn and Houston, that should tell you right there this Kansas team has what it takes to make a run 
in March. No real football news lately, so let's get to your questions, your comments, your concerns. It is the On Your Mark segment. We've been doing this for about a month now. Hashtag On Your Mark. You can get at me on Twitter at Talker. Let me know what's going on in your mind talking about the Jayhawks. We talk during games. We talk throughout the week over there at Talker talking about your Kansas Jayhawks. So let's get to three questions here. First one comes from Ashley in Leewood. Is Kevin McCullers' injury going to cost this team more games? Now, again, I mentioned this briefly earlier on the podcast. Kevin McCullers Jr. missing a few games. Uh, It did hurt Kansas on the road at Texas Tech. There's no doubt about that. I know how bad the fans wanted Kevin McCullers Jr. to be out there because he's a transfer from Texas Tech a couple of years ago. So those fans at Texas Tech wanted to see Kevin McCullers Jr. play. Unfortunately, he couldn't. KU gets blown out by 30. But if you look just a couple of weeks ago, he's missed a few games. Kansas has actually only lost one game when Kevin McCuller Jr. missed. So Kevin McCuller Jr., obviously one of the key pieces of this Kansas team. I don't know if he's going to be missing any more games. It seems like he's healthy now. They wanted to rest him for a few games just to give him a little bit of a break. Now you've got a little bit of longer stretch between games down the stretch here at the close of the season. So I don't think Kevin McCullough Jr. is going to cost them any more games unless he misses games during March Madness in the NCAA tournament. That's going to be where it hurts them if he misses any games at that point. Other than that, right now, you're just going with the flow, making sure that he doesn't have an injury that lingers into March so that you have Kevin McCullough Jr. at his best when you need him so that the team can be at their best. Hopefully that answers your question, Ashley and Lee Wood. Uh, Kevin McCullough Jr., I think he's going to be fine. I think they rested him a couple of games just so he can be fresh and ready to go for the deep run in March. All right, Brandon and Belton. Let's see what you got for me here. Will the Jayhawks be able to flip on a switch in March? Hashtag on your mark. And you know what, Brandon? That's a great question. And I do think that the Jayhawks can flip on a switch in March. I don't think they've flipped the switch off, honestly. I think they've just had a little bit of struggle on the road in conference play. You look what they did uh, pre-conference and the non-con play. They had some really big wins. I already mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, UConn, huge win there. They beat Tennessee. They beat Kentucky. Even in conference, they've had some big wins over ranked teams. So I think that they can flip on a switch. I think they could even get to another level, if that's what you're asking me, Brandon and Belton. Will the Jayhawks be able to flip on a switch in March? I think that they're a little bit... Take it back for a second here. I'm going to make a little bit of an analogy. Maybe it won't line up perfectly, but in my head... I'm looking at these Kansas Jayhawks, and I'm looking at what the Kansas City Chiefs did in their season. Both of these teams in the regular season, of course they have to play through the regular season. They have to get through the regular season. You don't want to have injuries in the regular season that will hurt you in your postseason run. But you look at what happened to the Chiefs. They had guys dropping passes. Uh, They had a little bit of a losing streak during the season. Uh, They had a bad stretch, losing five out of eight games. You look at Kansas, 
they've been losing almost all of their road games. They've been struggling. They've been slogging through the regular season. But what matters most for both the Chiefs and the Kansas Jayhawks, they both know they're going to be in the postseason. The Chiefs knew they were going to win the AFC West and get into the dance. Kansas, even if they don't win the Big 12, they're still going to get into the dance. They're a top 10 team in the nation. They're going to be a top two seed in March, maybe a top three seed at worst. Uh, But Kansas is going to make it into the dance, and that's all you need. All you have to do is get into the dance, and then you can show the nation what you're all about. The Chiefs got into the dance, and then they show the nation what they were all about. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Bills on the road. They beat the Ravens on the road. They beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl as an underdog. Kansas can go into the March Madness doing the exact same thing in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, they're going to be favored the first couple of games. If they get to the Sweet 16, they might be underdogs. But you know what? Kansas has maybe the best starting five in America. If they can keep them healthy, if they can keep them out of foul trouble, when it comes to March, you get longer timeouts, you get longer time between games, and you have the formula with head coach Bill Self, who's one of the best coaches in college basketball, to take this team to another level, to take them to another Final Four, to compete for a national championship. So yes, Brandon and Belton, the Jayhawks can flip on a switch in March, and I think they'll be able to do that this year. We'll see. But I think they can. All right, let's do one more question here in this hashtag on your mark segment. We've got Derek in Overland Park. Ooh, this is an interesting question, Derek. Is it harder for KU to win the Big 12 tournament or the national tournament? Now, that's an interesting question because obviously it's tough to win a national championship. It hard, it, one team can do it, one team can win the national championship. Obviously, it's hard to win the Big 12 tournament. Only one team can do it. You got to get through these tough games. I was looking at the bracket. Obviously, we don't have a bracket set up for the national tournament. Right now, you don't really have a bracket set up for the Big 12, but you have the rankings. Six ranked teams in the Big 12. You've got three teams that are just outside of the top 25. It might be harder for KU to win the Big 12 tournament this year than to win the national tournament. They'll have to go through maybe three top 10 teams to win the Big 12 tournament. If you're looking at the standings right now, you've got Houston, who's ranked number two nationally, Iowa State, ranked number six, Baylor, ranked number 11. KU might have to go through three top 10 teams, top 15 teams. Baylor might be in the top 10 by the end of the season. They're going to have to go through three top 15 teams to win the Big 12. Now, I was looking back at when Kansas won the national championship a couple of years ago. Sometimes luck plays into it. But Kansas only had to play two ranked teams on their way to a national championship in 2022. They had to play... North Carolina, they had to play Villanova in the Final Four. So it might actually be harder this year to win the Big 12 tournament than to win the national tournament. As crazy as it sounds, I know, but that's just my take on it, Derek. 
in Overland Park. I hope you enjoyed it. All right, that does it for today's episode. You can get at me on Twitter, at Talker. We'll keep the conversation going on over there. Don't forget to get your questions, comments, concerns over there. Hashtag on your mark. We'll do the segment again next week. Don't forget to download, subscribe, give the Jayhawker Talker podcast a five-star rating. Tell a couple of friends about it. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com, typically writing about the Jayhawks over there. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.